Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. And today on Faith at Eight, we are continuing in our idolatry study, talking about self-sufficiency, appearance, and body image. Really, right now, Jill's like praying over is Shanna really the person I want to do this podcast with? Because y'all friends, I am in a, I don't want to say a mood, because I don't think that's a correct thing, but I'm definitely um, dealing with the wages of sin and spiritual warfare today in my attitude. I would, I would agree with that on my front as well. Um, And we're amidst 21 days of prayer too. So like, if you have never done a 21 yeah. days of prayer or just like a whatever, where you are really deepening your relationship with Jesus, like, like when that happens, spiritual warfare is real friends. And like, it will come through in your spouse, through your kids, through your friends, through your finances, through your work, through everything. And it allows you this opportunity to recognize, hang on a second you know, is this really that person or that thing? Or is this the enemy trying to get at my weakest part when I am trying to go stronger in my relationship with Christ? When that happens, (laughs) where are you going to fix it? Like, Mm -hmm. I think it very much leads into self because what we say is, oh, I, I need to fix this. Mm -hmm. I need to correct this. I need to do more. I am make, I, 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 um, and instead of looking to God, we do, we do put the burden on ourselves and the weight on ourselves that we're supposed to fix it, that we're supposed to figure it out. Like, Oh, let me read another self-help book. Um, and that book will, will give me the answers. And if I just do A, B and C from that book, it's all of a sudden going to solve my answers. And it's just not the case. Well, that's what the world tells you. You have to take care of this because you are enough on your own. You're enough when that is not Christian principle at all. Mm -hmm. Only in Christ are you enough. Like, and there's also that idea that runs around of, um, God wouldn't give you anything more than you can handle. Well, that's, (laughs) if you're listening to the podcast, I want you to go to YouTube and see Shanna's face right there because it's spot on. Every time we hear that, we're reminded that's not biblical. We are going to have more than we can handle because it is, where are you going to go when you are under that pressure? Where are you going to go when you're having those feelings? Are you leaning into yourself or are you truly surrendering and leaning into God and saying, you know what? I can't do this on my own. I am not enough when I am just doing this and trying to do it on my own, I need you. Yeah. I read a book by um, Ali Beth Stuckey called you're not enough. And that's all right. And I remember hearing this, the title and being like, well, that's interesting. And that was, I think the pivotal moment where I, because you know, you and I both read a lot of books and a lot mm-hmm. of them are in the, um, for lack of a term, the self-help, the, you know, improves, uh, self-improvement, how am I going to think? And we both, I don't, I'm speaking for us now. We both have been through phases where we went from like, oh, this book has all the answers to, okay, how can I pull stuff from this book to, oh, it's just basically resetting the Bible. Oh, that's interesting. So like you go through these phases where you realize it, but that was the first book that I read that was, that really was very honest in the aspect of we're not enough. And, Mm -hmm. and our, the cultural, the cultural norm and mantra is self-sufficiency and I am enough. Um, And I love how they said it in the study, but also Ali Bestucki says it also in her book. I want to give her credit because she was the one that like really opened my eyes to like, wait, what? And it says the truth of the gospel reveals that we are not enough, 
but Jesus Christ is. And we just, especially young girls that are like in their twenties, I guess you shouldn't call them girls at 20, but like they are inundated with this nonsense. And it is so freeing when you realize if I was enough, God wouldn't have to send Jesus Christ down to earth mm-hmm. to walk the earth as a man to die for my sins. The reason why he came was because I'm not, and that's okay. And I think her book like summed it up perfectly because it, that is okay. I, I, it, I don't have to be the end all be all of all things. That's not my place. That's not my purpose. There's such a relief of pressure, like the weight is lifted off your shoulders the moment yet you realize, I don't have to do this all. You know, when things are coming at you from all angles, but you have that understanding, I don't have to carry this burden alone. There's relief. Like I know that I went through seasons of such anxiety and depression because I thought I had to figure it out and I had to work my way out of anxiety and depression. But the moment that I realized I could literally take what I was anxious about and give it to God and say, I can't handle this. You need to help me. Like, this is exactly where I need you to step in and understanding that that's exactly where God is supposed to. He wants us to lean into him. We are not supposed to be self-sufficient. I'm not supposed to walk around saying, yes, just keep piling it on because I can do all of these things. I can't, I can do nothing without God. And to be able to relieve that weight allows me to show up better in all aspects of my life. Also believe that the self-sufficiency I am enough nonsense or, or, or thought process is really harming a lot of marriages Yes, because, oh. and really, because it's like, Oh, I don't need him. I can do it all on my own. And instead of honoring the spouse that God has blessed us with, you know, the, our perfect provision sent from God, um, funny, you all weren't here, but right before this, I was kind of uh, being annoyed at my husband, but you know, it's my husband annoys me sometimes, but no, I couldn't do this. I, I don't want to do this life without him. God brought him into my life for a reason. And he brought me into his life for a reason. And we do, um, we are better together, but we just have a society that says, oh, if it doesn't work, just drop them. Like you can do it on your own. You don't need him. You can be the CEO of a company. You can, you can raise kids on your own. You don't even need a man anymore to have a kid, like all these things. And, but but no, that's, that's not God's plan. And that's not what he created um, us to be. Um, but we, you know, you, you look at it. I think I, I read the other day, it was something like 15% children come from a home that is the nuclear family. 15, like we hear 15. 50% of divorce. And we, I think we hear it fall side of 50% of divorce. And I always thought it was like a larger percentage, but it's 15% of children um, come from a nuclear wow. family. And but that's the family, like, I don't want to call it a nuclear family anymore. I want to call it like what God created because God created the family to look that way. And our self our I don't need, I don't need a man. I don't need this. I don't need that. I can do it on my own. I am the, you know, I am a one woman show that can handle all things. I can be the, <laughs> the perfect businesswoman. I can be a business owner. I can be that I can, you know, have kids without a husband. I can do all these things without God has it's it's starting to show in our culture and how we how we value other relationships as well. And so we're not even, you know, mimicking biblical marriage anymore or biblical families anymore in our home. And guys, it is really taking a uh, it's really wearing on our children. It, that that's where it's wearing and you can tell when you look at 
how high depression is in little kids and stuff like that. Like, I don't know about you, but when I was a little kid, I didn't know what depression was. And now mm-hmm. there's these young children that are dealing with that. And it's, it's a, it's a lack of family unit is my opinion. And I agree. And I think leading from that self-sufficiency into appearance, because appearance isn't just the way that I physically look, but appearance is also how do, yeah. how do I, how do I make my marriage look? How do I make my family unit look? What does, what does, um, my life look like to the outside world? And what I love is in the daily grace study, uh, the true mark of becoming of anything becoming idolatrous in our lives is whether we are willing to sin in order to keep it. And I think that there's a lot of people that will lead towards sin in order to keep up appearances. And we don't look at it that way. We don't look at, you know, I'm making these decisions that are actually sinful in that are actually sinful in order to keep up with the Joneses in order to keep up that appearance. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, go get a muffin. Come here, Roxy. It's okay. Bennett needs a muffin. Your baby, I'll get my baby. (laughs) And Roxy needs cuddles. Um, But yeah, and I think we do think always when it's appearance, it's all like people get legalistic and start thinking, well, is it Christian to have tattoos or not have tattoos? Is it Christian to wear your hair a certain way? Is it? And they think all these things, but it's it's so much bigger than that. And instead of getting legalistic of what is right and wrong there, we need to like, what are we, how are we walking out our daily lives? Because mm-hmm. we also don't want to go on the other matter. And because appearance doesn't matter. Now I'm going to make choices that aren't being a good steward of my body. You know what I mean? I, I work out not because I, well, I do appreciate when my jeans fit and I don't have to buy new ones, but also because I know that it's, it's serving the temple that God's given me better mm-hmm. so that I can endure um, times where I have to do certain things and be prepared for those. And so we, we, we don't want to make that an idol either, but, you know, and I think we talked about that, um, on Wednesday, but mm-hmm. we also like appearance. We, we oftentimes what we'll do is we'll do tunnel vision and we'll only see what other people, how other people idolize their appearance. And then by, by doing that, we'll then not see how we're idolizing our appearance or how we're making our appearance. And I love that you said that it, it can be the way people look at our families. It could be mm-hmm. the way people see us. Um, you know, I've talked about here on many times, my children, our children, my husband and I, we chose um, a language immersion school and I, not the reason why I chose it, but kind of the reason why I think I held on to it as long as I did. I liked the, the appearance of that. I was such an awesome mom. My kids spoke four languages and that, that somehow added value to me as a mom. And it, it mm-hmm. doesn't at all friends. I was, we were just talking, um, we're playing more board games and like my kids, the answer was big bang theory. And they're like creation. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes, that is the answer. Um, we were changing all things because, you know, it, it, if my children get to heaven, although that is not dependent on me, um, but that is my mission field. Motherhood is my mission field in this season of my life and um, serving my children and discipling to them. Uh, it is a big piece. And I need to make those choices that many of them, many of those choices you make cause the world to question you. Like, why are you homeschooling? Are you one of those crazy people? Um, yes, yes, I am. Well, and I think, you know, as time goes on, like there, there's, 
these changes that the world just accepts as normal. And then you keep stretching it. And now it becomes more and more normal to be further and further away from the truth. And I also like how it says idolizing our appearance leads us to believe there is a better way of presenting ourselves than as representatives of Christ. So the more we live in the world and the more we care about that appearance of what I look Mm -hmm. like to the world of all forms, I have now taken off that in Christ, that is my appearance that I need that as I walk it out and people are like, Hey, you know what? She's a Christian by the way she walks and talks and acts. And you know, that's what a Christian is versus I don't think that that's enough. Right. And so I'm going to put all of this appearance stuff on. So it appears that I am better or more. And, and when I look like that, then I'll be accepted by the world, but I don't need to be accepted by the world. I need to remember that I am a child of God and I need to walk out as a Christian. And that's where my appearance needs to be. Yeah. When people look at you and interact with you, do they feel the, does the fruit of the spirit is what's reflecting off of you? Not that it it has the label in your clothing does not make you a good or bad Christian, but Mm -mm. I mean, like, and the car you drive does not make you a good or a bad Christian. Cause we, again, we go one way or the other. We go, Oh yes. Like none of those appearance things matter. That person drives a nice car that Jill, she has a very nice Jeep. You know, she's not, she's not really looking very good and it has nothing to do with any, no one would ever look at my car and judge me for being, (laughs) there's other things though. They would, (laughs) so I use Joe's example. It's fine. Um, and, and again, me driving an old car doesn't make me a good Christian. Oh, look at Shanna. She's such a good Christian. She drives a really old car. No, no, no. That, but, but we, I think we, we lean both ways. We, mm-hmm. we either want to look so much like the world and care so much about what people think of the way our home looks and our, our wardrobe looks and stuff like that, that will lean one way, or we want to make sure everyone knows we're Christian. So we will sacrifice beyond what, um, what not we'll sacrifice not to honor God. We'll sacrifice to, so people like notice and they're like all inspired, like, Oh, wow. How do you mm-hmm. sacrifice all things? Like that's wrong too. That that's, that's the wrong appearance to go for too. And so I, again, there's the, this range where I think we, as a cult, as a Christian culture, we only look at the people that are doing things that we think look too worldly and, um, not necessarily looking at, okay, but are we, are we really sacrificing to serve the Lord? Are we sacrificing so that we receive people's praise? So that we have the appearance of that. Oh, look, I'm such a martyr. I'm such a good Christian because I do all these things. And that's not what that, what matters. Yeah. And then leading from that into body image. And I think this is where a lot of Christians could reflect on the section and be like, Ooh, maybe, maybe I'm getting a part of this wrong, or this is an area that I can actually do better in. And I love how they sum it up and idolizing our body image begins by looking to these things to satisfy our longing, to perfect our reflection. You know, how often is it that we are so concerned with what we are looking at in the mirror that it almost becomes all consuming and our body image is actually taking over our path instead of allowing us to really sit in, how did God create me to be? And, you know, am I honoring that body that he gave me? You know, it's not about, um, looking a perfect way or having a perfect anything. It's about, am I honoring the temple that I am given And am I understanding that it's not about what the world should see as my body? It is about how was I created and am I utilizing my body in the right way? Hello, my name is Shanna and I struggle with eyebrows like that. And and it might sound silly, but that is an area where like I feel uncomfortable when I go out into the world with my chemo brows on 
Um, I have to color them in. And it's like, why? Why am I so obsessed with that? I met, this was years ago. I stopped wearing makeup for like some like three or four months because my, one of my daughters, if you want to know how you're doing, ask your kids because boy, will Mm -hmm. they just suck it to you. Um, it was my older daughter, Riley, and she made a comment about, well, you wear makeup. Um, and I'm not going to be pretty like you unless I wear makeup. And I was like, well, that's not why I wear makeup. And she goes, well, why? And I'm like, I don't know. Cause I want people to not think I'm ugly. Like, I don't know. Like, because I, because I do. And I had to like wrestle with like, why do I wear makeup? And I want, some people might be makeup now. Not really. Um, but, uh, I do have my eyebrows on. And I did put on mascara, but I went and like, please note, like went to a corporate job every day at accident. Boss was like, what's going on with your face? I'm like, oh, wearing makeup for 30 days. So she's like, why? Because <laughs> my, I want to set an example for my daughter. She goes, I have to. I was like, yes, I don't know. Let me, now I'm doubting myself. Um, but but it, it can be. I can't, yes, there are, I'm sure people that have way bigger ones than that were my struggle, mm-hmm. but like I, I struggle 21 days of prayer, not put my eyebrows on. It's just four, four is too early. I can't, I can't. So I'm doing okay right now at the moment, but it is the little things sometimes that we mm-hmm. just, just really harp on and really, really, um, lose focus on God because they're focusing on that one little thing. God yeah. doesn't care how much makeup you have on when you go into his house. God cares that you're in his house. God doesn't mm-hmm. care um, if your your shoes have a red bottom or a black bottom. He cares that you're in his house. Like mm-hmm. he, he doesn't care about all those things. It's us that care about it. Yeah. And I love the sentence. Our bodies are not to be worshipped, but to be up, vessels like for worship. Evil with a cat. <laughs> that would be amazing. But <laughs> Sorry. I think there's a delay in our audio. There is. It's okay. If you're, if, if you go on YouTube, you see me petting my, um, my dog and it looks like the, the cat from, from Austin Powers and like I'm Dr. Evil petting the cat. Okay. Sorry. You really are. It's okay. Back, closer. So, <laughs> back to that. Our bodies are not to be worshiped, but to be vessels for worship. And I think we get that confused a lot. And so if our body is a vessel to worship, are we taking care of it in that way? Because some people may read yes. this and be like, oh, well, if I don't have to care about what I look like, then, then give me all of the everything and I'm not going to care. Let it, it go. No. <laughs> it's not about letting it go. It's about honoring and nourishing your body and your soul so that you can worship. That means let's stay on this planet for as long as we are designed to stay here so that we can do the work that God has designed for us from a healthy place. I don't want to be an unhealthy person that then is relying on medicine or I can't get out of the house or do those things. I need to be a healthy body so that I can worship and so that I can get out there and and spread the gospel. how we carry ourselves is a reflection of God. What if you mm-hmm. saw someone that was super duper unhealthy, like just super, like on 500 medications, super unhealthy, uh, morbidly obese, barely can walk, um, complains all the times, addicted to cigarettes and alcohol. And then they're like, oh, I have Jesus and I love him. You'd be like, are you sure? I don't, mm, nope, nope, that, mm-mm, nope, not gonna, not gonna go on that plan. Um, and so that's a big piece of it. Like, are, are you caring yourself? Are you caring for your body in a way that someone's like, whatever they have, I want it. Because when you care for your skin, it glows. When you are drinking water, you are healthier. When you 
um, or moving your body and getting out into, um, into the sun, God's creation and, um, soaking up that vitamin D you do look better. So it's not about looking bad. It's about, you know, are we making those healthy habits and those healthy choices so that, that we are attractive, not in a, Ooh, look how good I look, but attractive and people are attracted to like, Hey, what are you doing? What is it that you do that? It makes it so that you do carry yourself that way. Oh, why well, I, I honor my temple and worship the Lord. What does it make it so that you're not always complaining and, and all those things? Well, because I honor God and I spend the beginning of my day with him like that. We do want to attract people, but not because we want to come to us, but because we want to attract them to him. Spot on. I love that. And we're going to be talking more in the next episode about um, specifically health and medicine and food. So I love how today, you know, really allows us to reflect on, am I looking at myself and trying to bring it all on myself? What do I really um, rely on as far as appearance and body image? So I think this is a, it's a heavy episode of reflection because I can find errors in every one of those categories that I can lean into God to help me fix, to help me do better in, because that's what this is all about. This isn't about reading a Bible study and being like, Chuck, I'm perfect. Look at me, perfect Christian. This is about reveal to me, God, where I need to do better so that I can walk out what you have planned for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and we get so many questions from people of how do I get my kids? How do I get my team? Yes. This, yes. this is how friends like the, mm-hmm. the modeling these choices. This is how, um, you draw your children closer to Christ. It, it's not through giving them a Bible study. Um, although that's beneficial, it's through the, what they see you do day in and mm-hmm. day out. Absolutely. All right. Let's close this out and enjoy, yeah. enjoy the rest of our day. Absolutely. Father God, thank you for this time together, Lord. We are just so grateful um, that you are a faithful creator and a merciful God, Father God. We know that so often we do get it wrong and we put ourselves in your seat, Father God. We try to make ourselves the captain of the ship when really you are in charge. You are a omniscient, um, omnipresent God that is everywhere and is able to do all things that are within your will, Father God. Let us release our will and our control to you, Lord, and be reminded that we are not enough. And that is why you were generous and kind enough to send your one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us, not to condemn us, but to save us, Lord, to save us from ourselves, Father God, to save us from sin. Um, Lord, as we walk out today, Lord, let us reflect on how we are caring ourselves and caring for your your temple that we um, walk this life out in, Father God. Let us see where we are putting the way we look and um, the way we carry ourselves as the number one importance instead of how we are honoring you, Father God, with the way we look. Um, I know this is an area that many women specifically struggle with, Father God, and our culture is constantly attacking us, telling us that we need to look a certain way, Father God. But let us be reminded that we look as you've designed us to look, Father God, in your image, Lord. So thank you for that. Thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being here with us today. Make sure you like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. We would love to see that. Thank you so much for being on this mission with us to make heaven crowded. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. 
share with a friend, like and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.